0: Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce and I am here with Chase Marsiglia. You are listening to the
1: 5195 Podcast. Ho ho ho! Christmas edition! I took an axe and just jumped down the fucking chimney! (laughs) Right out the gate. Where's my cookies? And who needs punished on Garbage Day? I don't know, I got no other... We'll get into it. Okay, let's get get into into it. it. Want to get into it? I mean, you... You got into it. I'm here. I'm wearing my fucking hat, my holiday hat. I'm uh, I'm ready to punish. Punish, you say?
0: Yeah. Okay. Naughty. Naughty.
1: We did touch on, I believe we had an 80s episode some time ago. And you and I had touched on a couple Christmas horror movies, not because it was the holidays. I think it was the dead of summer, but they came up because of their notoriety in the 80s mm-hmm. not so much Black Christmas it just happened to come up because that was I did a kind of a dickin' it to Christmas <laughs> double feature yeah and t-shirt uh, available soon yeah <laughs> um, I had rented Black Christmas the original Bob Clark Canadian classic never seen it this was like 2004 so I was late to the fucking party but I was in a bad mood and I said I'm not gonna watch the usual fair this year no Grinch for you? No. I wanted something... I wanted, no Rudolph. I wanted I wanted the Grinch to get chased out of town by what I was going to watch. You wanted Rudolph to be killed on the Island of Misfit Toys. Killed and eaten. I mean, the king of the Island of Misfit Toys was a lion. Why didn't he come after him right away? could have flew after him. He had wings, I think. Right. But no, I was not in a very Christmassy mood. So I picked Black Christmas and I picked Silent Night, Deadly Night and I had myself a little screw-this-holiday party by myself one night. Since then, I don't know about you, but those two have worked their way into my rotation every Christmas. Wow. They do. I mean, I have a list. Right. I, you know, I'm not one of these fools that starts Christmas the day after fucking Halloween. Uh huh. But from December 1st to December 25th, I get a little stack of movies out, all Christmas-themed, whether they're family-friendly or not and uh, i kind of tick through them best i can yeah do you have a
0: list it's not so much a list as it
1: is a pile
0: sure you know like cuz i know yeah. we were talking about list earlier and it was like man but there's so many other
1: things and that's the thing i guess i guess that's the wrong term to use because i don't make a list right and i certainly don't check it But twice. we just know
0: there's
1: wow <laughs> see what i did there oh, <gasps> bang wow. across me rolling in Rider. yeah sorry okay. no i just grab a stack like you said a Pick stuff off the shelf. But those two, and we talked about them at length way back when, Black Christmas from 1974, Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984, mm-hmm. I got to watch them once every year, somewhere within those first 25 days. Right. So we can move past those. But those are the gimmies. Yeah, those are the gimmies, at least for me, um, ever since 2004. <laughs> when I was hoping to just watch Trash and kind of revel in it, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I came away Suitably unnerved by one, because <laughs> Black Christmas is a terrifying movie, and then got pretty much what I wanted out of Silent Night, Deadly Night. So both of those have made their way into my personal holiday tradition. Right. Rotation.
0: As they should.
1: Yes. List,
0: uh, no, like I said, it's just a pile of things that I watch. And it's all across. You know, it's it's the traditional. Oh, sure. Rankin-Bass. I watch the Rankin-Bass stuff
1: with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I we have a love it.
0: I have a lesser known Rankin Bass Christmas film. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio's Christmas. I've never seen it. It's the same, you know, claymation stuff. Sure. Um it's an interesting tale. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like I haven't heard too many people going, oh yeah, I know that. I say,
1: and they're just like, What? No, I don't know it either. And the thing is, Rankin Bass had so many holiday specials. Right. I've probably seen maybe three or four. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, probably just because they were the ones I grew up on and I didn't really venture out.
0: So it was just the... The
1: tried and true from when I was a kid. Frosty. Um, yeah, Frosty. Rudolph. Rudolph for sure. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. Which to me is like the Batman Begins of Santa Claus stories. It's so fucking good. For sure. Every once in a great while, the little drummer boy. Just great while? yeah it it wasn't one i watched frequently but if it's on i'll leave it but i will actually pop in the other two you know
0: Um, yeah no you i'd like for you to check out pinocchio's christmas hey
1: i'm always looking for new stuff it's cool man
0: it's a fucking it's a cool story yeah early 80s Mm -hmm. um i don't know the exact year i should probably look it up just to not sound stupid but i just remember that alan king comedian yeah he's the guy because you know they all like Rankin and mass always had the one guy like burl ives yep. or um who was the other fred astaire fred i think astaire. mickey rooney you know they had all these mickey guys rooney
1: was santa I yeah believe.
0: yeah and then in pinocchio's first christmas it was alan king and it, it's just his story of like his first
1: christmas so it's got nothing to do with the original Mm-mm. pinocchio story no. he's just the character yeah and then,
0: you know jimmy cricket is there it's just a cool fucking story like hmm. it's the fox and the cat are there yeah, it's rad, dude. It's, it's a fucking cool one. I, I watch it every, every oh, Christmas. Shit. Yeah,
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I watch that one. Like I said, it's, I guess it's obscure because I, you're not the first person when I say Pinocchio's first Christmas. Sure. The um, There's that one. And the okay. other one that I fucking absolutely love that I just told you about yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah. Talking, is Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yep. Never saw uh, Jim it. Jim Henson. I saw it on Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah. Right? If yes. That's, that it.
1: Right? that's it. That's it. I watched the trailer on IMDb. It, it looks like something I would have watched. Y- you, yeah. But did it not get a, a heavy television Well, rotation? no, because I, uh, I only
0: remember seeing it on HBO. Oh,
1: okay. All like, right. That
0: was the only time I ever remember it being around was like, yeah, HBO. And it was a very long time that they actually released it on VHS.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, it, so it, it took some time. Old, yeah.
0: Huh? But again, I mean, it's just a fucking... Another one of those Christmas movies, you know. It just it feels like home, you know. When when I watch that, it's just a super super fun movie. And of course, you know Frank Oz is doing the usual like list of characters throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. And
1: I seen Kermit is in it. Kermit
0: yeah, the Frog. He's
1: the storyteller.
0: He's yeah. the one telling the story of Emmett and Ma. And like I said, it's kind of sad because you know you know the husband, which is Emmett's dad, passed away, and mm. this is like their Christmas like without him. was a little heavy it is a little heavy you know for for kids
1: especially yeah but it was it was super cool
0: and of course just the the puppetry and like the set design you know like it's classic jim henson stuff and it's just so cool Hmm. you know it's super super cool though yeah those are kind of the go-tos for me and i do like the rudolph and you know the frosty and all those i do like all that but those are my two go-to for as far as, like, animation cartoon. Of, of course, really? Charlie Brown, because it's just, that's another one. I was
1: actually just about to ask you, I'm like, does Charlie Brown fit in? Because, Definitely does. Because, honestly, and I think I mentioned this in the Halloween episode, I don't, I didn't really watch any other Charlie Brown cartoons other than It's the Great Pumpkin and Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, or Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas, yeah. And um, those were it. Those were the two. And yeah. um, both of them equally amazing. Snoopy, come home. Fucking awesome. I'm sure I've
0: seen it. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, top. That's my number one. Above all of them? Above all of them. Above the Christmas, the Halloween. When was it? 70s? (sighs) Definitely 70s. Okay. Yeah, it had to have been 70s. Because
1: to me, there was something about those 60 ones that were, like you said, to take your phrase, felt like home. Yeah. Because I want to say by the 70s, obviously because the kids were growing up, you didn't have the same cast Mm -hmm. as you did those 60s ones. Right. Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, they
0: go to summer camp mm-hmm. and there's bullies there and they're river raft racing and like the bullies are cheating and like there's just, just all these adventures going on. They like, they get lost and they're in a cabin and like it's snowing. It's just it's fucking, huh. it's a cool story. Okay. It's cool.
1: I'll keep an eye out.
0: Yeah, you definitely should. It, it's a fun one. It's okay. definitely a fun one. But anyways, back to Christmas. Now, movies, there's a quite a few. Obviously. Yeah.
1: There's, there's piles. Like yeah. I mean. And there's. Literally, not enough time in the month to get through them. With, no, with work and no, with no cr- holiday parties it, and exactly. get together's. But if I have to absolutely pick a few that I I actually get a little miffed if I don't watch them, I feel like I lost out. I could probably give you those because there are yeah, I like, like like, to like hear you said, that. there's tons. Yeah, but before I do that, there's always the annual argument: is Die Hard a Christmas movie? What do you think? We'll just put it to bed right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> Two people think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Anyone tells you otherwise, they're wrong. Yeah, All right. There you go. Um, and Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie. Yes, 100%. My question to you, do you have, out of the litany of these films, a preferred Christmas Carol version? And mind you, nobody really talks about this. A Christmas Carol is 100% a horror film. Oh, for sure. Nobody wants to admit that. It's a Christmas movie. Don't fuck with my childhood. Blah, 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 blah. No. It's literally a movie about spirits scaring the spirit of Christmas mm-hmm. into a dick. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. Yep. He's literally tortured the whole night.
0: Yep. I have two. And they're both kid friendly. Most of them are. Well, I mean, like, they're like these ones are geared towards kid. Okay. You know, it's not oh. like the, the Alistair. Sim?
1: Yes. Not that, that one. That one's mine. Okay I feel like it's the darkest It is the darkest And probably in my opinion The closest to the source material Right Because I read the book as a kid in elementary school Later that year we watched that one Because we switch it up Mm -hmm. That one was almost verbatim Charles Dickens book Wow like it's the closest I've seen out of all of them, right? Because right. they all deviate a little bit, you know. Some, yeah. Some of them are different from others, but that one almost word for word is right. Charles Dickens' book, and it's the closest one I've seen. Okay. That's not the reason it's my favorite, but that's the one I like the most.
0: I have two, so I have to debate those. Okay. And like I said, I have to. Okay. So this is this is a debate within yourself. It is within myself because like, and maybe I will end the debate by which one I always go to first.
1: Okay. All right. And is it a matter of, even though I like them both, I want this one out of the way first? Yes. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you or, fucker. Or I saw what you did there. Or no. I'm excited and want to get I'm to I'm excited. Thing. I want to watch this one first. Okay. Then that one, obviously, is That's the winner.
0: But the the first one is
1: Mickey's Christmas Carol. The animated.
0: Yes. Excellent one. With uh, Scrooge McDuck. And it's scary. It is scary. When Scrooge is in the, the cemetery. Yes. Scary stuff.
1: With, what's what's his name? Well, He's like the anti-goofy. He's yeah, right. I forget his name, but he's always chomping a cigar. Right. You know? Right. But yeah, that was a that one was intense, and that's probably most '80s kids' introduction to the story of Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. I would. Say, I think right. You're right. The but second
0: no. one is Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael
1: Caine playing Scrooge. That's a lot of people's favorites. I fucking love it. Dude. I like. I I watched it. The Thing is, I think that one came out when I was sort of aging out of the Muppets.
0: Okay. It that's a thing.
1: I mean, at the time, it was like, eh, this is kid stuff. As I got older, it's like, you loop back. Right. Because it's nostalgia. But Muppets Christmas, um, I only saw a couple of times. And I don't remember much about it, to really? be
0: honest. I still have my original red clamshell. Yes. That I watch every
1: year. My mom does too, I believe. Yeah. We don't really hit that one a lot. Really? And the thing is, here's what's funny, because I have beef with this movie. Not the Muppet one. The Jim Carrey one. Okay. By Bob Zemeckis. <laughs> yeah. When it came out in theaters, the preview pretty much just showed Ebenezer Scrooge being launched over rooftops and screaming. That was the ad. And I remember thinking, this is fucking stupid. This looks dumb. And knowing damn well that The Polar Express by Bob Zemeckis a couple years prior was phenomenal, I thought. Great Christmas movie. When I finally did see this Christmas Carol, it's arguably the scariest Christmas Carol out there. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it. It's even the ghost of Christmas past is like this twitchy candle ghost of Christmas present. By the end of it, he literally rots in front of you and turns into a skeleton. It's a very macabre version of the story and not at all what it was advertised. So I wound up liking it a lot. But that was one that when it came out, I was like, fuck this. Yeah, no way. But that one's one that even my daughter, she hid behind the couch. Really, once or twice, because it's it's a little bit creepy, you know that one. And again, to to go back to the Ghost of Christmas Present, when who who is it? The two the two ugly sins of man is it need and ignorance or want and ignorance? You know, he has them under his robe, and in this one, you know, one of them like starts coming at you with a knife, and then the chick goes crazy, and a straight jacket wraps around her, and. It's, it's intense visually for kids. Yeah. And I didn't expect that when I saw it. I was like, this is pretty fucking dark. How old is that one now? I keep saying it's recent, but I'm sure it's not. It's definitely not. I mean, no, it's definitely not. So Robert Zemeckis. 09? 09. So yeah, that's, it's been a hot minute.
0: Yeah. I only saw the movie once. Mm-hmm. I used to have an office downstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much like The Loft, but downstairs, like a smaller version. Sure. And I was doing some, like, polishing up reviews for a, a website I was writing for. I was sent this movie.
1: Really? Yeah. So. Now, mind you, for the audience's sake, is this when you were writing for a horror site? Yeah. And you were still sent this screener? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. So it's not just me. that they, they thought it was a horror film, too. Oh, yeah. Oh No, for sure. Sure. Yeah, for okay. sure.
0: Yeah, so they sent it, and I remember watching it, and it was winter, mm-hmm. and it was extremely cold. We actually had frost on the windows. Wow. And I had a couch right below the window, and I had a big TV on the wall, and we had the fireplace going. I remember just the sounds of that movie sort of filling the office.
1: Probably pretty neat. It was it was cool. Yeah.
0: Um, and I was like, this is a fucking really good movie
1: it is and it sucks because I, I hate how it was advertised yeah it repelled me right like i saw the i remember
0: the trailer you're talking about yeah
1: where it was just him, him flying around him getting zipped through the air screaming him yeah. flying this way to the left to the right and i'm like this just looks like chaos mm-hmm. and i'm like and you know you throw jim carrey in and i'm like it's just is this just gonna be a stupid movie and when i watched it that's such a small part of it Mm-hmm. The movie is heavy, it's dark, it's super creepy. And as I said, my daughter at the time, she was one when it came out, but she was older when she seen it. Yeah. A couple times, yeah, she she either cuddled up into my arm not to look, or she hopped behind the couch. And I couldn't blame her one bit, because it was like, this is intense, kid. You know, I'm sorry. Do you ever watch the George C. Scott one from the 70s? Yeah. He's one of my favorite Scrooges, too. Who better to play him? Oh, yeah. Because George C. Scott, that voice of authority. That was actually the and... 80s. Was it the 80s? Mm-hmm. Okay. For some reason... Early that's... 80s. Okay.
0: Another one is Santa Claus the movie, Dudley
1: Moore. John Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. That one's a good one. Yeah. I prefer that to the Tim Allen stuff. Do you? I don't really care for the Tim Allen You movies. don't? No. You know, I... I actually do. I catch a lot of shade.
0: No, I, I understand that.
1: Because it's it, it's become a perennial... The Santa Claus. ...film. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a trilogy. It's got a TV show, I think. They're um, fun.
0: I never saw a TV show. I only saw the movies, and I was like, you know what? These are fucking fun.
1: Well, the TV show, I think, was a Disney Plus exclusive oh, okay. with Tim Allen. Okay. And it was about him finding his replacement, and I didn't watch it. I think it's literally called The Santa Claus. Why? You whatever. know, just... I guess they just wanted to put it to bed. It was the early days of Disney Plus, so they were probably just trying to get content out yeah. there. I I never really cared much for the first one. Most people hate the second one. I actually like that one more because mm-hmm. that was that was the one where he was looking for a bride. And the part that stood out to me was the drab teachers' party mm-hmm. in the gym. And I just thought it was it was a really cool touch for him to be like, "Hey, I just happen to have this bag full of all of your." childhood favorites and it was neat it was just a it was a really heartwarming scene you know yeah. i mean it's cool and then the third one is the back to the future movie where martin short as jack frost goes back in time and undoes everything and that was fun because i'm a time travel nerd but really and i love martin short everything he does cracks me up as a whole if i was home by myself the entire christmas month i don't think i'd pop in one of them that would that just be me when i watch them it's because someone put it on and I just didn't turn it off. Same here.
0: Yeah. I mean, do we need
1: to even um, mention a Christmas story? I was just thinking the same thing. Um, <laughs> that is a must. Every year. Yeah. Well, there's
0: in this house at least one TV. Mm-hmm. It has to be playing 24-7.
1: So you do the, is it TNT or TBS that does yeah, the-
0: the marathon. Yeah either you know if it's in the loft then we're watching other stuff downstairs and i'll go upstairs and i'll watch it for a little bit and then i'll go back downstairs right almost.
1: but it's always
0: playing in the house like 24 7. Mm-hmm.
1: my family doesn't get that one everyone likes it but they're like why this one for 24 hours and i'm like i could play devil's advocate and say no movie needs to be played for 24 hours mm-hmm. but at the same time no christmas movie makes me laugh the way that one does mm-hmm. period and it's just to me it's a perfect Christmas movie.
0: It is the perfect Christmas movie.
1: I I laugh like hell every fucking year. Yeah. Every year. I mean it's it's just there's nothing about that movie. I wouldn't change a frame. No. And uh it just cracks me up beginning to end. And um but I have people in my family who are like, I'd rather home alone. Okay. I see that too. And I'm like, to me, home alone, yes, that was like the funniest thing when I was a kid. Nowadays I kind of root for the burglars. (laughs) Just kick Kevin's little smart ass. You know. And I know, all right, fifty-one ninety-five podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you could send them my way. I don't like Kevin McCoy's. This ever. is the
0: first one.
1: <laughs> you know, but um no, I mean I love I do love Home Alone, but I think Christmas story kicks its ass. Yeah. All over the place. I agree. Because there's not anything particularly bratty about Ralphie and his brother. They just get into usual kid hijinks. Kevin's kind of a shit, and he has a story arc where he learns to appreciate his family. And in turn, they appreciate him because mm-hmm. they kind of shit on him at the beginning. Well,
0: it's it's almost a kid version of A uh, Christmas Carol. <laughs> Yeah, because now he's a dickhead, and then now he's got to he's learn faced with this. Yeah, and, and and
1: he's he's posed tons of responsibility. Most of the thing people forget, it's not just about burglars. Mm-hmm. He's got to feed himself and keep the house going and do laundry. And you take the burglar just completely out of the picture. It's still a kid learning to be independent and take care of himself. Yeah, when he's spoiled, any other time.
0: And I think Christmas Story replayed. It's because, you know, it's just a fun fantasy movie.
1: Well, it is, and it's almost something of an anthology, too. Because the movie isn't just a linear story about the lead-up to Christmas and getting this BB gun. It's like a series of vignettes. You know, each scene is like its own setup and punchline, and then we go on to another setup Uh and punchline. And in that way, the movie never stops delivering, you know? So, I mean, I structurally... Comedically, narratively, I think A Christmas Story is like the best. Mm-hmm. It's it definitely.
0: So funny. Kind of switching to the darker fair. Sure. And this is a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. My daughter and my son went and saw it. Okay. And they came home just screaming about it. Okay. And then it came on VOD and she's like, I'm buying it. We're watching it tonight at dinner. Okay. And this is like a day or two after
1: seeing it in the theater. Oh, wow. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Man.
0: And I was like, okay, fucking fine. We'll watch it. And I watched it, and it was Violent Night.
1: Is that the one with Hopper? Yes. From Stranger Things? Yes. I've still not seen it. It is fucking
0: amazing. Is it? Okay. Yes, because he's really Santa. (laughs) Okay. But he's also blowing people up, killing people. Violently. Very violent. Uh, The humor is there. The action is fucking awesome. The story is so good.
1: Like, it just, it literally came out of nowhere. So this is the Santa Claus by way of Grindhouse. You know, like, yeah. it's just badass. Yeah. You
0: know. God damn, is it so fucking good. I mean, and like, Beverly D'Angelo, John Leguizamo, like, you know, David really? Harbert. Yeah, like, good, it's good cast. a really, really good cast.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's a fucking
0: fun movie. Like as soon as it came out, we bought it. Sure. On Blu-ray. And, you know, now it just it gets the watch.
1: I carried it around with me at Amoeba a few days ago. Man, you you I I put it back. Should have grabbed it probably. You definitely should have grabbed it. But um yeah, that's one that I've been meaning to watch. Similarly, did you ever see Fat Man with Mel Gibson? I didn't see it. Me neither. So I don't have anything to say about it. But the trailer cracked me up, and it didn't look too different. It's like it's it's almost like the Santa at the beginning of Scrooged, which we'll get into in a minute. Here. Yeah. You know, it was what was it called? The night the reindeer died. And this is one Santa that goes out the front door. You know, it looks like they made a movie out of that. Mm-hmm. That you know, which was just a gag in the mm-hmm. Bill Murray film. Um, so I do want to see Fat Man. I'll probably. Maybe I'll double feature that and just have my badass Santa back-to-back movie this yeah. year. But yeah, Scrooged is my A Christmas Carol by way of Tales from the Crypt. That's how I look at okay. it. Okay. Mostly because of Richard Donner's involvement as a director. And Donner was a primary producer of Tales from the Crypt. It's a nastier version of A Christmas Story. Bill Murray is at his meanest, and by that I mean funniest, most sardonic. That's one that we definitely do not skip because it's just it's so funny and it's heavy it's another one that's kind of heavy because you got the one guy from bonnie and clyde the Mm -hmm. homeless dude Mm -hmm. who dies in the sewer frozen Mm -hmm. you know and as a kid i remember thinking that's dark that's sad then of course the ghost of christmas future is this this wraith with a fitting tv vert in his cowl yeah because frank cross is a tv exec and, a, and an unapologetic one and it's just that movie's fan-fucking-tastic yep. i absolutely love it and i remember leaving forget what movie i went and seen but i remember walking out into the lobby and they were putting up the poster oh, for scrooge wow coming soon and me just seeing a one of the ghostbusters and b <laughs> a skeletal hand lighting his cigar or whatever and just thinking I've got to see this. This looks amazing just based on the poster. Right. No, it's it's a fabulous movie, but it is very much a horror film. Right down to his de facto Jacob Marley comes to visit him, and it's John Forsythe from Charlie's Angels. Gruesome makeup. He's a zombie. Very gruesome makeup. A fucking rat crawls out of his head. <laughs> yeah, very pushes gruesome. a golf ball out of <laughs> yeah. it. It's, yeah, but I mean, when he takes off his sunglasses, there's like these pits for eyes. Yeah. And when I was a kid, that was fucking intense. Yeah. That was creepy as hell. Cause he looked like a Savini zombie. Yeah, you know the makeup on that movie was solid. Who did the makeup on that? That's a really good hmm. question.
0: Cause it is one of those movies gets play every year. Yes. Just because it is... It's hilarious. It is. It's, it's hilarious. It's a
1: fantastic movie, and yeah. it's... And again, like every Scro- every good Scrooge movie, it has to hit hard, because mm-hmm. it's, it's meant to scare him into not being a dick. Yeah. His... Instead of falling into a grave in the graveyard, he's being cremated, and he's literally got his feet to the fire, literally. Man, I just think it's one of Bill Murray's best movies, Christmas or not. I think Bill Murray is... Top notch in that film it's a great performance
0: stellar performance what else do you i got i got one this is kind of an interesting one okay the 1972 film tales from the crypt all through the house yes i love that story
1: not only that one but the hbo special with larry drake yeah the psycho santa they even the remake in the 80s both Absolutely superb yeah. stories. Yes. Both of them based on the actual comic book.
0: Yep. The Vault of Horror number 50. No, 35. 35. Number 35. Yeah. Like yep. 1954.
1: Um, When that shit came out. Such a creepy home invasion story. Yeah. I mean, because
0: she killed her husband. She's trying to hide his body. Yes. And then she hears that there's a homicidal maniac on the loose, dressed Uh, as Santa. Uh, And it's, oh man, it's just so fucking good. Like I wanted, even though I love that Tales from the Crypt movie, because they're all great.
1: They are. I wanted the whole movie of that. That would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been a super cool movie. Yeah. But no, I and to be honest, as a kid of the 80s, I saw the episode first. Okay. The HBO episode with Mary Ellen Trainer from The Goonies and uh-huh. everything. Right. And Larry Drake as this snaggle-toothed psychotic Santa. He yeah. was both funny and the stuff of nightmares. Like that, it yes. was terrifying. Um And then, of course, you got that brilliant twist ending where the little kid innocently lets Santa in. Mm -hmm. He was trying to come down the chimney, but I let him in. And Mary Ellen Trainer's scream at the end is just so EC comic. She just belts it out over and over. But yeah, I retroactively, through Scream Factory, actually, when I picked up the double feature disc that had Vault and Tails, um, that was Joan... Crawford Collins, Joan Collins Joan from Collins. from Dynasty, yeah, who was absolutely stunning and just beautiful yeah. in that story. I just thought it was so funny how both versions—they're very true to the comic, yeah, very true. And uh, that's
0: what's such... so fascinating about the Vault of Horror, you know, and Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. you know, just the level of detail. Yeah, even from like being you know, from the fifties, sure. You know, it's like you could tell these guys loved what they did. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And it plays. In the in the the movies and mm-hmm. the TV show as well.
1: Yep, I mean the Tales from the Crypt label, EC Comics label, was a celebration of horror. We could do a whole episode about EC Comics. Hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean that could be that could be something. But yeah. But yeah, you're right. That all, and all through the house story is just magnificent. Yeah, stuff. I love it. It's one of my favorite ones. That's I one. The episode I, I was popping in for a while, but I may have to go back and watch. You should
0: the yeah, movie, the you, you yeah, you yeah, actual yeah, 70s yeah. movie? Yeah. I mean, I guess another one I should mention:
1: Krampus. Krampus is absolutely hilarious mm-hmm. and very scary. For a PG-13 yeah. horror film, that one's pretty relentless and a lot of debate about the way it ends.
0: I love the ending.
1: I do too, but I don't have a solid interpretation because I feel like whatever you come up with, you're right. You know what I mean? I
0: think it's almost like the way Tarantino did with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah because you know people say it's his soul people say it's gold you know in the case
1: and that's the thing a lot of people believe i've heard the theory that none of it happened and it was a warning but the snow globe at the end means now you're on my radar i look at it like everything happened and now i've got you yeah he trapped you you're in the underworld and threw you in his
0: bag and went off to the next one yes because you were all bad <laughs>
1: you're one, yeah exactly and you're one snow globe in a cavern of snow globes yeah but when I read the other theories it was like I don't oppose that either it could mean that you got off but that's the beauty of film it is and you know? that, that movie in particular that was one that after the laughter died down because it is very funny uh-huh. we discussed it because it was like what the fuck do you think happened yeah because it's such a such a yank of an ending it, it, you know. it's very it's a very reminiscent of a twilight zone
0: episode for me i could
1: see that but the thing is for us being horror fans i always think of the end of the original nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. where everything's bright mm-hmm. mom is super chipper and you're just like bullshit mm-hmm. bullshit you called it right away this is just too syrupy yep something's gonna give yep and um yeah i don't know I don't know if there's a wrong answer for that one. No, I don't think there is either. Because I like it either way. It's a hell of a ride. It is, but it's a fun movie, and it's genuinely scary. The fucking Jack in the Box? Yes. That weird wheezy th- noise it makes mm-hmm. while it's gobbling people. I mean, it's just a great movie. If you've yeah. not seen Krampus, which at this point is probably about 10 years old now, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that's, you say? That's a...
0: But what it's is that? Is that like... 2015. Okay.
1: So, yeah, we're going on, you know, damn near 10 years. Yeah. But if you've not seen it, you owe it to yourself. It's yeah. a fun movie. And, and really make sure you're
0: searching out the right one there's Krampus There's
1: so many Krampus movies. Yeah. The one you want the Mike Doherty. You want Mike Doherty. And if if you're going off a cast, look for The Mom from Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. Um, David Koechner. David Koechner from yeah. the Goldbergs and yep. the Anchorman. People you'll recognize because, yeah. honestly, the litany of Krampus movies out there are mo- <sighs> mostly people that you're probably not going to recognize. There's a lot of indie stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But that theatrical Krampus from 2015 is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Great movie. I've got another one that's, again, pretty recent. Better Watch Out. Have you seen this one? No. It is a sick movie. But I loved every fucking minute of it. And basically what it is, Olivia, I think her name is like Dejange. She's a babysitter. Okay. What's her name from Candyman? Virginia Madsen? Yeah. Her and her husband, Patrick Warburton, going to a Christmas party. You're here to watch our kid. The kid is like 13, but he's got a crush on the babysitter. So it's like, he's not going to argue that, you know, I'm too old for this. It's Mm -hmm. like, she's hot. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll take it. So they're in the house watching a movie and someone is trying to break in. Okay. And there, there's a lot of cat and mouse. There's a lot of scary moments only to find out he set this up to scare her. And look like a hero okay when she is like this is fucking bullshit i can't believe you did that telling your folks he knocks her out with a bat and ties her to a chair and now it's a torture film wow and it completely does a 180 the previews alone made it look like the strangers during christmas time okay literally that's the first 15 minutes 15 20 minutes the rest of it is her trying to escape this psychopath of a kid, who is genuinely creepy. Holy shit! And it's got um, what was what was was his name? Billy from Stranger Things, the bully. Mm-hmm. He's in it. The girl and this kid's friend are the two kids from The Visit. M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Okay. So those two kids are in this. They're not playing siblings this time. Though. Okay. It becomes this creepy. You remember when we were at. Barnes and & Noble and I told you about Let's Go Play at the Adams. How the kids have the babysitter pretty much at their disposal. Yeah. It's not that dark, but it's fucked up. It goes places I did not expect it to go, and I highly recommend you check this one out. Okay, I will. Because it's fucking dark. And let's put it this way. I'll leave you with this. He puts the test of would a paint can thrown at you from the top of the stairs knock you out? Or would it Blast your head right off your shoulders. And you find out what it would do. And I'll leave it at that. Okay.
0: So he he's testing Home Alone theories. Yes. Okay. And, <laughs> I like that. You know,
1: and that's... And, I, and I'm and i not going to lie to you. This is a hard R. Wow. Okay. This so is a hard yeah, R. This, this is, is not a kid's get. movie. This is a get. So yeah, I loved it. It came out of left field. Fucking awesome, man. Came out of left field. I believe it pops up on Shudder okay. every year. But um, it was one that when I watched it, I'm like... Uh, this is kind of cute. This is kind of, you know. And then it does a 180, and I'm like, this is <laughs> fucking nuts. This has gone off Love the it. rails. Love it. So, yeah, it's called Better Watch Out. Wow, 2016. That 2016. One, that one came and went, huh? It did, and the funny thing is nobody really talks about it, but when you poke around a little bit online, it's become a cult hit. But it's not really one that people talk about much, which cracks me up. Wow, that's crazy. Funny thing is, I showed it to my brother Josh. Uh-huh. And uh he didn't really care for it. He was like Really? He was like this kid kind of got on my nerves. And I'm like, "Well, he's supposed <laughs> that's to." That's what I'll tell. Okay. He's he's a dick. Okay, so hearing that makes me want to
0: watch it even more. Yeah. Because, because... when it, and it can when a movie can affect you in that way, where it's either like, you know, most people have, they go to the movies they get emotion of happy mm-hmm. or sad, you know, it's kind of it's it, that that, you know. Yeah. Um but when you're like, "Man, I'm annoyed."
1: He was annoyed with him. I like that. And I couldn't defend that. Yeah. Because he is just a kid. Right. And he thinks this is fun. She's tied to a chair. Do you dare me to touch her boob? Do you dare me? And it's like, this is how a sadistic child would torture a teenage girl. And so you're watching this movie like, what the fuck is he capable of doing? Because he's already rigged this entire night to look like something it's not <laughs> and let me tell you dude the last shot of the movie is one of my favorite in any christmas movie ever it's so good wow okay like i got up and just laughed and was like i gotta buy this fucking movie. This <laughs> did you so buy cool. it
0: i did you did buy it yep
1: okay so yeah definitely look for better
0: ones. okay out. yeah i will check that one out i do have another one okay silent night bloody night that's a deep cut. It is. How it even got on my radar is because of who produced it. Who produced it? Lloyd Kaufman.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Trauma's Lloyd Kaufman. Yes.
0: Okay. Um. Again, and it's just someone inherits a, a mansion, you know, that was like once in a sane asylum. Really? You know, and then like they go there and then fucking, you know, calamity ensues. Sure. Um. But it's just a fun, you know... Slasher movie.
1: I know it's got Mary Warnoff. Yes. From, like, Terror Vision. Right,
0: right, um, right. John Carradine. John is Carradine. It? Yeah, John
1: Carradine's in it. Yep. The only thing, I don't remember much about it at all. And the thing was, I don't have it anymore because it just, I, I hated it. But if you remember a long, long, long time ago, Echo Bridge would put out these 100 horror movies in a box. Yes. And this was one of them. And I remember watching it. Even though it was DVD, it was such a bad print that it was too dark to really make anything out. Oh, so I watched it, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was just it was hard to follow, too dark, too fuzzy, too grainy. Right. And um, I always wanted to revisit it, but I I want a I would just want a better copy. But a lot of the movies that came in those boxes were bad VHS rips. Usually, they definitely were. And um, so I've I've. Since gotten rid of those, I don't remember what I even did with them. I might have sold them, but yeah. I remember watching it, and I literally couldn't tell you what I retained. I don't remember hating it. That's a that's a deep cut. It is. That's yeah. not one anyone even brings up usually. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's a, but it's, it was just. Does it even surprise you that I knew which one you were talking about? No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if someone else
0: was sitting across the table, yeah, I'd be completely surprised. If they, sure. If they knew, but you, no. no, no, no. That
1: one's that one's one that it crossed. It was one, what, what do you call that? Is it Alpha Video that would put out like- Yes, m- it is Alpha Video. Because it was one of those deals you'd go to like Media Play or something, and there'd be this this netted basket. And they're like a 2 $2.99. Yeah,
0: they'd just dump them in there. That like was good shit. I actually have a large selection of Alpha Video do movies. Really? I do. Because they put out a lot of cool, fun- They did.
1: And I was like, well, fucking two, three bucks, yeah, I'm gonna- Oh, you could totally stock your shelves. And yeah. I bought a lot of Alpha videos, and I think there was one called Diamond.
0: I actually still have a few
1: Diamond. The Diamond ones I've since upgraded because most of the ones I bought, of those were Italian, like Slave of the Cannibal God. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm looking at the Alpha video cover for Silent Night, Bloody Night, and I'm like, I remember this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it probably looked better than the one I watched. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that's one that now with Blu-ray and everything, I'd like to give it a clean Mm -hmm. watch. Yeah. Because it is ultimately just an old dark house movie right yes okay yeah no i I do want to watch that one again i remember it going back to better watch out one of my favorites is you better watch out also known as christmas evil another kind of deep cut and i believe trauma picked it up for release and then it then it went to synapse and then it went to Vinegar Syndrome, I believe. It bounces around a lot, but there's a lot of ways you could watch this one. Mm -hmm. It was written and directed by Lewis Jackson and stars Brandon Maggart, who is so fucking good in this. This is literally Taxi Driver for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And what it is, basically, it's about a toy factory worker. He's obsessed with Christmas. Um, And like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and all these, something traumatic happened when he was a kid that involved Christmas and it warped him and at the moment he's not a homicidal maniac mm-hmm. and it's really kind of sad how he becomes one but it's like he watches the kids in the neighborhood it is very creepy you know he's in his, he's got his binoculars but all he's doing is watching their behavior so that he could write in his good or naughty book who of these kids is good or bad and uh one day he finds out that we're his the factory he works at this year because of budget cuts and all kinds of weird stupid shit, we're not gonna deliver extra toys to the kids in the hospital. That causes him to snap. That's the that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, which is kind of noble. <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh my god, I gotta kill everybody. You know, yeah. no, it's like I'm fine, I'm Santa Claus tonight. And he because he is warped and he is a psychotic, super glues a beard to his face <laughs> and there's an there's a it's a scene that's both funny and chilling him trying to pull it off to test its durability and he's like cry laughing <laughs> and the thing is it's like it's it's so warped and creepy but it's like who else could pull that off uh-huh i mean this guy was fantastic yeah and a lot of people don't know he's fiona apple's dad oh no shit yeah do you remember fiona of Apple? course that's that's her dad oh wow um and you can kind of see it in the, in the eyes when, okay. once you know it. Yeah. But it also has Jeffrey DeMond from and Dead.
0: I love him. Fantastic yeah, because I'm, I'm very familiar with the movie. Yes. It's a great movie. I actually have two different versions of the movie. I have the classic so one, you know, with the, with the Mary crossed out. Yes, I have that and one and then I have the close the up one holding the axe. Yep. Like I yeah, I have I have no, he I, yeah, that one and then I have the one I think he's holding a knife or holding it's like a coming through a
1: window or a door. Yeah, and it
0: almost looks like a it looks like one of those like Coca-Cola commercials. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have I have those.
1: That's the one I believe was put out by Synapse. Okay. Vinegar Syndrome got a hold of it and poured it over most. Oh god, real features and gave it a new a new pressing. Okay. But it's such a good movie, and it's so weird yeah, and so kind of sad because at the end of the day, unlike, say, Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night, who's mm-hmm. just, he snapped and I'm just going to kill everyone in my way. yeah, Every- Everyone's a sinner. No, this guy, he's killing shitty people mm-hmm. on his way to the hospital to deliver toys mm-hmm. to kids. Mm-hmm. And because he's on like a murder streak... The town is after him like Frankenstein villagers, yeah, with, with, yeah, <laughs> literally with like pitchforks and torches and yep. shit. But it is such a surreal, weird movie, and I watch it every fucking year. Yeah, it is just it's it's a movie I can't turn away from, right? Because it's just so weird. It's such a weird film, but I love it. Yeah, and his performance is so good. I mean, it takes a lot to make you emotionally invested in a killer. His performance is so good. How can you not feel bad for him? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you, what he's doing is argumentatively noble. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. He just wants kids to have a good Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the ho- wholly original. It's one that I've I've worked into the rotation over the last 10 years or yeah, so. Yeah, fun movie. Very fun movie. Yeah, fun, fun movie. But it's, you could usually find it under the title Christmas Evil, but when you pop it in, it's titled You Better Watch Out. I think that was the director's preferred mm-hmm. title card. Yeah, all cover art, I believe. Usually just says Christmas Christmas Eve From like 1980, I believe. Yeah. I mean, now that we've talked about all
0: of our favorite movies, Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully people will go out and...
1: Check out some of the more obscure ones. Yeah. And especially if you're a horror fan. Yeah. Lord know. knows we're very, we're well aware we didn't mention like gremlins. Yeah, because it's just. You know, and stuff no like There's no reason that. to because they're just gimmies. They are There are a lot of gimmies yeah, out there. But the, you these, know. We were hoping to give you a few that's a little off the beaten track. Right, yeah.
0: But I think maybe let's talk about some of our, like the traditions from Christmas past for us. Sure. You know, what it was like, you know growing up on the East coast celebrating Christmas yeah, versus how it was for me out in the West coast, you know, and I'm sure one of the big differences is the weather. Yeah. You know, I'm, I know it does snow in California, but where I'm at in Southern California, it snows every 15, 20, 30 years. (laughs) And you know, we get like a half an inch and everyone's like freaking out. Like it's fucking blizzard. Right. You know, and it's like, you go outside and it's like fucking, Oh my God, it's fucking 52. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, but, um, yeah, like, what was it like, you know, like like leading up to Christmas morning? You know, was it helping pops decorate the house and...
1: Yeah, we... Mostly kids our age, we got, what, two weeks off of school? Yeah, that sounds what, about was, right. Is that about your winter that break? That
0: sounds about right, yeah. Because,
1: because we had... The week up to Christmas, and then we had the New Year's. Yeah, so there there was two weeks straight where it was all about helping mom make cookies, um, decorating, wrapping presents, putting up lights. There was all that stuff, and you got to hop to a couple different families' houses and have a big dinner and hang out. And it was it was great. One of my biggest memories was laying on my stomach on the floor flipping through like the Sears catalog and marking the things that I wanted but usually He-Man or Ghostbusters you know um, a banner year was when I got my Nintendo the original NES and it was just like oh my god best Christmas ever but I got a lot of the Batman stuff we've talked about about when my, some of our collecting episodes mm-hmm. the, the 89 Batman I got the Batcave and you know there's, there's a lot of pictures of our Christmases where you know new bikes and yeah the floor is just covered in wrapping paper and it was it was awesome yeah we, we had good Christmases man one of the weirder <laughs> traditions we had because a lot of people probably wouldn't wouldn't do this my dad when he worked at GM he got two weeks off too and for some reason every Christmas we would watch the Star Trek movies and I don't know if it was because my dad's a Trekkie I don't know if it was because that was the only time of the year he could watch them Okay. But it became a tradition. Every year we'd go through, and, and at the time it was probably only like four or five. But we would watch them every year for Christmas break. It was just, Star Trek became a weird Christmas tradition. Where yeah. We'd watch one, two, three, four, and five. And then I think one year, six came out around the holidays and mom and dad took me to see it at the theater. That was like my first Star Trek movie at the theater. Um, of course, we got heaps of snow. As a kid, you don't care because mm-hmm. you get to play in it as an adult you're like i gotta drive through this fucking shit you know <laughs> yeah and driving through snow is no great shakes it's not fun but as a kid to just sit in the window that's framed in lights and just look outside at the white everywhere and yeah the night sky and the street lights where you can't you couldn't tell it was snowing unless you see it blowing past that light it was just stuff like that was really magical and um I would liken it almost to Charlie Brown's Christmas, where the Mm. neighborhood just looked... It was just piles of snow and colorful lights, Mm. and there were times where Mom and Dad would just pile us in the car, and we'll drive around all these neighborhoods just looking at houses that were all done up. So yeah, when you were a kid and you believed in Santa and all that stuff, that was... It was something. What do you mean kid believe in Santa? Well, you know... Oh... What are you talking about? Nothing. (laughs) Okay. Nothing at all. All right. When you're that young, though, you believe in all the things. Right. It's one of the sadder things you let go of growing up. But, like I tell my kids, who, who now know the secret. What secret? You know, that um, Santa lives in all of us. Okay. But uh, it's fun to take those traditions and make them your own and pass them down. Yeah. And Christmas will never be what it was when I was a kid but you want to see your kids experience it. That's my sappy version of Christmas for me. It's just living vicariously through your kids Mm -hmm. to recapture that magic, you know. Because, yeah, there was nothing like it when we were little. Right. You know, that time of the year, all of it, you know. And I know we're very lucky. You and I were very lucky to have good childhoods in that regard. A lot of people don't. Mm -mm. Very fortunate. Very fortunate, you know. You do, especially as a kid, you get swept up and you just want... You want everyone to be happy. And I do have a funny kind of ghost story about Christmas that involves my grandma. Stuff always happened to my grandma. It's always yeah. on my dad's side. Yeah. But there was a Christmas in it. My hair's kind of standing up just thinking about it. We were all just hanging out, and all of a sudden my grandma's in the kitchen with my Uncle Chris, and maybe my mom was in there too helping out, and all of a sudden Grandma kind of started to cry a little bit. And, you know, Chris and them were like, Ma, you all right? What's what's the matter? You know, she goes, before she could get it out, Chris smells it. Dad smells it. And they all, before she even says anything, they go, I smell great-grandma's perfume. And she goes, that's what it is. I smelled my mom. And it was like, she'd been gone before I was born. I never got to meet my great-grandparents on that side. The weird silence that kind of came over the house was... Really something. Yeah. Because I I had nothing to compare it to. I never met her. Right. But everyone in that house paused and was like, Grandma's here. Wow. And it was the weirdest thing. Because it's not like she had her mom's perfume and just kind of came out and went, psst. Yeah. Everyone was bustling around. They were all doing our thing, eating dinner, all this. And she stopped dead in her tracks and was like, I smell my mom. Wow. And it was so cool. It was just a cool moment. Wow. But it, it was... As a kid, to see it permeate through everybody. Yeah. Everybody was like, wow, that's grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eerie, but super cool. And that's the only time that's happened. It's almost more comforting. It is. I I look at it as a nice memory. Yeah. But it was was another eerie, cool, paranormal experience that happened during Christmas time. That's cool. Let me ask you this. Was anything that I said familiar to you on the West Coast, aside from the snow?
0: Every single bit of it.
1: Really? No kidding? Yeah. Like, that's why when you were saying it, I was
0: like, wow. Now, compared to our Halloweens, they were very different. They were. But the Christmas is like nail on the head, dude. Like, it really was.
1: goes a long way to explaining why we get along so well. We, We definitely had very similar childhood. Yeah, you know, they were very
0: similar. Like I said, you know, minus the weather, obviously. Right. But... Yeah, just all the traditions. Everything that you were naming, it was just like, yep, check, check, check. You no kidding. Yeah, we all we did the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it was just, you know, the, just the smells. Yes. You know, through the whole house. Even stay in your room. Yeah. Don't come in mom and dad's room. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, yep. And I did spend a few Christmases in Texas. Okay. Where we did get snow. So we did have some snow out there. You know, it's like, so I do understand, like, the white Christmas. Sure, but...
1: Like, even Texas doesn't get it a lot. Not, and do it's they? not
0: that kind of snow. What kind? You know, wherever it's just everything is white.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it by mid afternoon,
0: it's snow. Okay, but it's like more like afternoon evening. It's 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 melting and it's turning into slush. But it does snow. You know, okay. to where you come out and everything is white. Full cool sight. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It is very very cool. But you know, when we moved to California, I was curious. Like, how are we going to maintain these traditions? I, I was curious about that, you know, cause like I had only spent my Christmases in this home in Texas, you know, and it was a red brick house, you know, right on the corner, you know, and it just felt like Christmas. I mean, we had, you know, a fireplace, wood burning fireplace, you know, not fireplaces. Mm-hmm. Now you flip a switch and the, right. van, the thing comes on,
1: but no old school, old school fireplace.
0: Right. But when we did move out here, the first Christmas, I think my parents went the extra mile to make it feel like home. Okay. So it was very much like what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, like traditions. And now, you know, having a family of my own, same thing like you, really trying to pass the traditions down to my kids. And hopefully one day they're doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to definitely make sure these important things don't fizzle out with each new generation. Yeah. Because... It was important to us. Yeah, You know, it was was everything to us. So what are your Christmases like now? I hate to admit it, uh, Christmas has lost a lot of the magic just because kids are grown and it's hard to divide your time amongst four different families. You know, you're getting pulled to this party, that party, this party, and it's hard to do, but it's still nice. And the thing is, my folks, my mom, we talked in the Halloween episode how she makes these villages. Mm-hmm. She has her Christmas villages. There's like old-timey London. She has like a Jerusalem set with the nativity. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are still part of it. But when you're an adult, you have the added stress of trying to buy for everybody on time. You're still working. There's no two-week vacation for most of us. It's, it's become too hectic for me. It's sad because I can't just sit back and relax and enjoy Christmas. You know, I can't just sit back on the couch and just enjoy having the lights on the tree with all the other lights off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was just something so relaxing about it when you were a kid because frankly, and you didn't know it, everyone was bustling around for you. Yeah. They were doing it to make your Christmas amazing. Now you're doing it to make your kids Christmas amazing. Yeah. And That's the payoff Uh when you see how happy they are. But the lead up to that is a frantic, stressful couple of weeks because you're constantly looking at your account. You're constantly hoping that this will be there or that'll be here. Nowadays, will Amazon drop it off in time? It's just there's so many things that take away from it for me that Christmas just, I hate to say it, it's become a stressful time of the year for me. Yeah. To the point where... A few years ago, one of the movies we watched every year as a kid on Christmas Eve was It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. is It's a beautiful movie. It's one of my all-time favorites ever. Right. It's just a beautifully written film, perfectly performed by Jimmy Stewart. You know, the the whole point of the story is it's got very little to do with Christmas. He's just a guy who wanted to get out of this town and go on adventures. Didn't matter if it was with his wife or by himself. And everything kept pulling him back into this town uh-huh. to the point where he's so overwhelmed and so stressed that he wants to kill himself. Right. Which is dark for a Christmas theme. Very. But there was one year where I was particularly taxed, and it has nothing to do with my dicking it to Christmas 2004 <laughs> story. This was more recent. The I had kids already and everything. And I was so stressed out, I was so mad, and I wasn't letting anyone see it. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I knew I was going to be like a dick, I'd kind of, you know, maybe go for a drive or go take a nap, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, just to get out of the room. Yeah. We were watching It's a Wonderful Life one night, and then there's this heartbreaking scene where the kids are playing music and they're decorating, and he's at the end of his rope and he kind of starts wrecking the house and yelling at the kids and I just started crying yeah because it was like too real you know I wasn't yelling at the kids or anything or wrecking the house but I wanted to mm-hmm. I felt his stress for the first time in probably seeing it 30 something odd years it kind of punched me in the chest uh. and it, it sort of recalibrated me yeah by the end of the movie I was like none of this stuff matters. Just make the kids happy, dude. And be happy that they're happy. Uh-huh. But it was like, it took that scene, it really put a lump in my throat for the first time. As an adult, as a father uh-huh. and a husband, everyone else is so happy. And you're taking the weight of everything on yourself. Because you're dad. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Even now, when I watch that movie, that scene comes up and I kind of got a... <sighs> okay. Yeah, this is the part. Because it's just, I'm like, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through it again because I go through it every year. Yeah. It's not my favorite time of the year because of that. But usually on Christmas Eve when we watch that film and we get to that moment, I I reset. Yeah. And of course, by the end of the film, you're just, everyone's happy. The fact that he made such a difference in everyone's lives really hits home. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, nobody ever didn't appreciate what he did for them. Knowing damn well that he wanted out of this town. Yeah. That's the thing that's so great about the film is his wife and everybody didn't vocalize it, but they knew George didn't want to be here. And by the end it's like everybody's pitching in because, dude, you could have left us. Mm-hmm. You could have left us to be poor, destitute, under Potter's rule, you know, yeah. this dictator of a, a rich man in the town. You just it reminds you that people care and they remember when right. you've done something for him, It's one of those movies that I appreciate more almost every year because I kind of pull a lesson out of it every time or mm-hmm. I notice something new. One of the things that really hit me in the chest and it's most people don't even hear it. It's very subtle. When he goes off on, is it Uncle Billy? The, the squirrely guy? Mm-hmm. When they're looking for the money, the part where he's like, one of us is going to jail and it's not going to be me. You know, you silly, stupid old man. You know, he's really reading them the riot act. And Billy's saying, I'm so tired, George, I'm so tired, I've looked everywhere. And then he kind of, this last line falls into a sob, so you don't really hear it. If you listen carefully, he says, I even looked in rooms I haven't been in since I lost Martha. And it's like, oh shit. Mm. That line, half a line even, because he starts sobbing. I remember hearing it for the first time a few years ago and going, there's a whole story in that one line. Yeah rooms I've never been in since I lost Martha. Yeah. And it's like, what a sad, lonely old man. And it's like, it's a throwaway line. Yeah. It's so impactful, but how many times have you seen the movie and you probably never even heard it? Yeah, no. Because he says it as he's kind of burying his head, and it's just before he picks him up by the collar. Okay. Really shakes him, you know. Well, I'll check out this year. For sure, but yeah. it was just, it was one of those deals where you kind of got to look into Uncle Billy's life that was sad. Yeah. No wonder he's his friends are... The crow and the squirrel. He looks like an eccentric old man and it's like he's just lonely. And it's a bummer. They could have made a whole separate movie about Uncle Billy. Mm -hmm. And it could have been it's a wonderful life. Yeah, that's what that's a tradition I I keep to this day that hopefully if you're listening and you do have shitty holidays, you know, pop that one in. Maybe try to recalibrate a little bit, because uh, it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, that one's one that it's been a new tradition for me to watch the movie closer and try to appreciate more, because Christmas ain't the same when you're an adult. There's some people who I think still can be a kid their whole life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, me. I'm and, just
0: raising my hand. Sure,
1: yeah, but me, me too. But at the same time, we never stressed about these things when we were little.
0: No, and luckily enough, I never had to stress about him as an adult.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good.
0: Luckily enough. I'm glad. I've always been, you know, this way. <laughs>
1: sure. I don't and know that's it, good.
0: I don't know if it's optimism. I don't know if it's just, you know, Well, you know, lucky, you know. Maybe.
1: It could be a little bit of all of it. Yeah. I'm sure that even if you did have the stress of it all, you you have a better way of dealing with it. But there's a reason a lot of people don't like these holidays.
0: Yeah. I, that I can see. You know, I, I do see that. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's good that you haven't slid into a, a pit of despair during this time of year. Yeah, because the festivity of it all, the, the all of it, the songs and mm-hmm. everything. If you're not in the right state of mind, it feels like it's mocking you. Yeah, because happiness is being crammed down your throat, and it's like you could either be open to it and go for the ride or. Might not be your year. Most of us have been there, uh-huh. you know, where you're just like, "I'm too broke to give the kids what I wanted to this yeah. year," or something, or someone, maybe someone's sick in the hospital. Who knows? But yeah. it's there's a lot of people that can't can't Christmas correctly because circumstances, uh-huh. life. It's a shame that these were things you didn't think about or were cognizant of as a kid. That's just part of that magic that gets swept away with time. Uh-huh. I think it's cool. I'm envious that you can keep that frame of mind
0: right because even with you saying that i'm
1: still like it doesn't register you know to me that's awesome you know i I could be like oh man he's not getting what i'm putting down no and i do i totally understand what you're saying but you don't relate
0: i don't relate yeah i I don't relate that's the part i'm envious about yeah because i mean honestly it's like as long as i can remember my parents were always just celebrating
1: christmas Truly it truly was the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, I mean, you
0: know? my, for my mom, it didn't matter if I was 5, 15, 25, 35. It didn't matter. It was like, she's still going to spoil me like I was a little kid. And, you know, yeah. and it was like, we all did it for each other. And we did it for, our, you know, the kids and then our own kids.
1: Yeah, I do kind of have a question. I wonder if the climate has something to do with it, too. Because in the East, it's darker, quicker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Typically, I'm driving away from the sun, whether it's coming up or going down. Mm-hmm roads are slick yeah it's bitter cold usually our therapists my therapist even out east this is the time of year where they're like we might need to double your meds you might need to take more vitamin c Uh or d i think is the one for you would get from the sun right is that i'll give you vitamin d okay no i have milk oh never mind i mean that's exactly what i knew you were talking about (laughs) anyway um i don't know if climate has anything to do with it i don't know because i there's a bitter cold in the east that really it, it's kind of unforgiving and when every day is charcoal gray it wears down on you if you're not in a proper state of mind right. you got someone like me who's got severe depression you crave those days where the sun is out that's why spring for me in the east is so beautiful because it's all melting it's turning green again it's I don't have to wear this coat Because we have such bitter winters, when it warms up, you get that serotonin boost. Mm -hmm. Whereas you guys, you get chilly, and then it goes hot again. Yeah, yeah. So, I wonder, just from a psychological standpoint, if somebody out there knows it, could seasonal depression just be an East Coast thing? Well, Well, I
0: will say this, I mean maybe maybe this will give you some insight you know there was a one family get together that we had had and my uncle had just recently lost his job and we were all sitting around the dinner table and this was on this was it's one of those stories sure you know so it might it might lend some sort of like insight into you know the questions you were asking but we're all sitting around the table and we knew that you know i knew i could tell that my uncle was off
1: yeah you know
0: you know everyone's just kind of like dancing around uh the topic not wanting to draw attention to it and in the middle of dinner you know he stands up and i mean it's tough i mean but he killed himself in front of everyone in front of everyone at the dinner table No shit yeah okay. and you witnessed it yeah oh. and i was like do i still get my presents
1: Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Was any of that true? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, 5195podcast at gmail.com. If you or someone you love has been traumatized by Brad Bruce's fucked up story, please let us know in the comments section. (laughs) What a piece of shit. Fucking I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, what a fucked up story. Oh man. Merry Christmas. See you guys.
0: <laughs> Sitting here like, <laughs> wow,
1: I was just worried about bills and shit and his uncle gets up and you know Jeremy's <laughs> spoken. Christmas today. <laughs> no, I'm like, wow, this is really fucking. Good. <laughs> well, I guess life is frigid.
0: <laughs> I really wish I had a
1: fucking. <laughs> but um. <Ba-dum-ps. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: wow, no, you know, how are we going to top that?
0: <laughs> Just wrap this fucking thing up and put
1: a bow on it. Nice. <laughs> I know, I'm full of it now. Christmas, Christmas. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you know i i don't know i've never and i've never experienced any any sort of like seasonal malaise yeah but i never really got that no because you know? my dad was like you know he loved christmas
1: that's cool though yeah i mean i ain't mad you know. at you for it yeah luckily it's enough. good but yeah I, I wonder if that's part of it though it's just the the cold and the gray and it kind of does put a little scrooge in you because you're just Ugh. yeah you know what i mean trees are dead you know it's just it's 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 a weird landscape i can see that whereas out here it's still warm still breezy i'm sure you guys decorate your houses oh yeah right yeah. you know you got the lights and all that mm-hmm. the only plus i guess is that we do get the white christmas yeah you know as an adult i've had to really kind of i gotta weigh my pros and cons and make the best of it but it's for the kids it's always for the kids but now they've got a. they're old enough now where it's like, now you got to look out for your cousins and your, it's, they've only got cousins right now, but it's like, they're the younger ones now. Uh-huh. So you got to help us make it cool for them. The cool thing about my kids, they're super eager to do it. Uh-huh. They're happy about it. And I'm like, the fact that they're happy, I'm like, I'm good. Because they could be like, what's the point? Uh-huh. You know, I don't want that. I never want that for them. So the fact that we all kind of come together and we're like, Hey, I don't one of the things I meant to ask you, we don't really have it anymore, but it's more like an app. Do you remember having to call a number to find out where Santa was? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. There was like a like a toll-free number or yeah. something. Santa is now flying over Canada. Yeah. You know. Um The news does it. You're right. They do. Yeah. They do. They just kinda the Santa tracker, mm-hmm. I think, is what it is. That's something fun my kids do now, where they're like, they'll tell my cousins or their cousins. I heard Santa was in St. Louis. You know, you guys got to get to bed. That kind serious, of thing. Clark? <laughs> <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewed to the carpet, Eddie, I couldn't be more surprised than I am right now.
0: <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool that they're even aiding in the traditions, passing on to the youngsters. Yes,
1: because you know, cool. at this point. Everyone's Santa Claus. Yeah. You got to make it cool for everybody. Yeah. Even if they're not family, just be fucking nice to people. Right. Don't get bent out of shape if someone says Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Yeah. You know, just. I still say Merry Christmas. I do too. It's just, you know, that's my tradition. But. And how hard is it, you know, to just be like, and a happy, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Because who cares? Yeah. Why why take it so personal? Yeah. Just be nice. It's it's the time of the year where you're supposed to just kind of. Help your fellow man. You know what I mean?
0: And, you know, there is a nice coming together vibe that I do feel from the community during the holidays.
1: Do you? Because for every shitty store experience where everyone's just kind of, oh, nope, that's mine. That's yeah. Right. You know, yelling at the customer service desk and all that. Yeah. You're still going to see someone who's just like, oh, you dropped this. Or, hey, that's the last one. But you know what? Take it. Yeah. Go for it. Those little moments, you got to you gotta look for them. mm mm-hmm. Cherish them when you see them and pay it forward.
0: Definitely. You know what I
1: mean? One of the coolest things that happened to me was I was I was in line one morning going to work. I pulled into McDonald's for like a coffee or something. Yeah. And I pulled up to the window and the lady was like, dude in front of you paid for it. You're good. That's cool. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and yeah. I like I tried to get their attention and give them a wave like, thank you, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, well, then I got theirs. Yeah. You Just pay it forward. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Because who knows what you could be they could be having a shitty morning maybe it's the last few bucks in their account yeah and now they got a free breakfast
0: i did it one time at a starbucks yeah i did it for the worker oh really yeah because you know he seemed like he was having like a bad day
1: customer you know? service jobs are not fun this yeah time of year.
0: you know and i remember like having this conversation with him and he just seemed down but you know the starbucks employees are still super chipper you know so i was like you know what Fuck
1: it. let me go inside oh were you like in a drive through at the yeah, moment yeah you know okay. i went in
0: and i was just like hey the guy that was working the drive where where's he at and he's like oh he's right here and like you know i walk up and i was like hey man you know, i, mean, I want to get a coffee for you you know on yeah. me, you know and he was like really you know i was like yeah man, I was like, yeah, man. I was like you deserve it and the funny thing is it's not much but it means the world. It did, you know? And like, I could tell he was bummed. Sure. I could tell he was ha- having a bad day, you know? And and you don't know. I mean, so who, who's going through what? Yeah, you know? And then like, I felt like he wanted to open up, but it was crazy. He just pulled a gun and shot himself. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That <laughs> never happened. I never did any of that. <laughs> oh, so even the kindness was fake? Yeah. It was you fake. sack of shit? <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck. This is the worst episode we've ever had. It's the worst one since we had Mike on and shit all over my childhood favorite movies. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, no well mine was true i bought someone a breakfast <laughs> i gave them a, like, a mick something and hopefully they went to work that day going faith and humanity restored yeah. you okay know.
0: let me ask you this then okay. <laughs> this is you know <laughs> no more bullshit but okay um the santa thing did you ever do that like what do you mean the mall oh you yeah know, go on, yeah
1: yeah we did that we even had one that came to our school Oh, that's cool. Because the school would have, like, a Christmas party in the cafeteria. Yeah. I never had uh, that.
0: Never had a Santa at the school. We did have a that's Santa. Cool.
1: And in retrospect, it was probably one of the teachers. Who yeah. knows? But, yeah, we would go to the mall. Yeah. And then for my daughter, this wasn't a tradition of mine that I'm aware of, but when she was young, they had something. there was a golf, um, like a clubhouse. It's, a, it's on a golf course. Um. That's closed for the season. They would have something called breakfast with Santa. Mm -hmm. And the kids would go in and they would lay out, you know, eggs and pancakes and all this stuff. And you would eat and you'd color and all this. And then at the end, Santa and Mrs. Claus, boink. Sorry. (laughs) In front of you? (laughs) Right in front of you. And then then they shot themselves. Um, (laughs) No. Santa and Mrs. Claus would come out and... They would do the thing where the kid can tell them what they want. Yeah. And then once everyone was done, Mrs. Claus would read a story. Yeah. To the kids. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's in front of a fireplace. Okay. Super cool thing, but it was something I never had that kind of started with my daughter. Okay. And we did it a few times with Jake, you know. But uh, that was something new that I didn't know people did. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's a little bit different from just going to the mall. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But um, there was that, and then we have... michigan greenfield village which is you know historical buildings and all this they really do it up for christmas where you know they make it almost look like a dickens cobblestone walk oh, with that's horses cool. and yeah. shit so yeah we do we have stuff like that out there that's pretty cool that's and, cool you know it added a couple new things that i'd never tried it was pretty yeah. neat
0: we definitely did the, the sitting in Santa's lap thing. Were you
1: guys always at like a department store? Yeah. Or the, yeah.
0: Yeah, It was always a department store for sure.
1: Did, you, did he shove you down the slide?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I wanted something. He's like, I'll shoot my eye out. He's and like, then
1: I can... And then your uncle shot his eye out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's like my <laughs> uncle, he had blue eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one blue, blue this way and one blue oh. that way. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <sighs> well played. Um, one of my fondest memories was like, like, what your dad did with you guys and l- loading you up in the car, you know, and... Just to look at, like,
1: how Yeah, and, and like, what, what
0: we would do is, you know, mom had this, like, recipe for hot cocoa. hmm And so she would make this big pot of hot cocoa. Yeah. And she would fill it full of, you know, fill up a thermos and, like a, like, a bag of marshmallows and then, like, you know, our cups, we'd go get in the car and my dad had a truck and this is, of course, when you do this stuff, you fucking sit in the back oh load up in the the uh the back of the truck yep. then in the bed lay the tailgate down pile blankets in there and just drive and this is texas you know driving around the yep. neighborhood and looking at all the lights having cocoa. you know st- they would stop at like a neighbor's house and they would you know bullshit, and the kids would kind of run around you know and this was like christmas eve
1: that's pretty cool you know yeah
0: that was fun that was a that was a good one you know i remember doing that that was cool so it was it was weird that you would you saying that really it triggered that that memory. It unlocked that memory. Really,
1: that wasn't yeah. something you had undone. No, no, about. no,
0: and it, like it just like it it really unlocked the memory. I was like, wow, I forgot doing that. And it, what's funny is like now I do almost the equivalent of that, where we'll load up the the car, the kids in the car, and we'll go to Starbucks, get hot cocoa, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and drive around and just you know, look at shit. Just yeah, just you know. look at the lights and stuff, you know. So
1: well, you living out here in Hollywood, um, you you've mentioned earlier how. In this industry, most everyone goes home, wherever home is. Yeah. So they travel back to wherever, and it's kind of dead. Yeah. Is things like Sunset Strip and all that, is that all decorated still? Yeah, they do decorate it. So could you conceivably go down there and just drive around and be like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, you can. You you can. And probably a hell of a lot less traffic. Yes. You know, so you can actually enjoy the... The drive? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is for sure. It is... Yeah, it is weird. Right around Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you see the town start to thin out.
1: You mean it's not mid-1201 a.m., November 1st?
0: (laughs) No, yeah. Like, you see the town starting to thin, and then as it gets closer to Christmas, it's like, you know, you can kind of see...
1: It's probably not a ghost town, but... No,
0: it's not a ghost town at all, but I mean, you can significantly see the difference in the population sure you know especially if you're like on you know like hollywood boulevard or sunset or like franklin or like coenga like you know fairfax you'll you'll notice just traffic wise it's a little easier to get yeah or you know going into a restaurant it's, like, it's easier to get a table sure you know it's it's interesting you know? that's cool yeah it, it is it's super cool because
1: i didn't know with so many people leaving if like does does the city Care to decorate the street? No, they definitely do. Good. Yeah,
0: they definitely do. Because I mean, there's still people, you know, obviously born and raised, you know, in Southern California. So, well,
1: we've got a lot of people who, you know, in our cities, you know, they decorate bridges and Mm -hmm. street lamps and stuff like that. But I didn't know with Hollywood being just this hub, yeah. If so many people left, did they care? Right. You know, like to decorate because. Because when you were describing it, I'm, 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 I was almost picturing a ghost town.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: but it's, it's a little more. Is, is it touristy still during the holidays or no? Not really. Okay, not really. That's cool then. That would probably be cool to come out and visit one day during those you those holidays yeah, just you to should. see. Yeah, you, no, you
0: totally should. Another thing the town has done. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years, obviously, since COVID, but throughout the neighborhood. On the streets, you're going to see stars painted on the on the ground.
1: The a, actual... A big white star. Oh, okay. On the road. Okay. Oh, you're not talking about the Hollywood stars.
0: No, no. Here in my neighborhood.
1: Oh, and... Yeah. Okay. The, the, when we first
0: moved here, they had stars painted on the street. Got it. Got it. And what that is, every year, Santa would come. Mm-hmm. There would be like a police officer driving around on his megaphone saying Santa's gonna be here at such and such time. <sighs> no shit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then a truck would pull up with a trailer with Santa on the back. And they would stop at all those stars. So oh, you wow. knew where to go.
1: So those were like markers. Yes.
0: Gotcha. And you go up, you could sit on his lap, take pictures, you know. Yeah, the whole nine yards. You know, it was like it was a really cool experience. And like I said, you know, COVID. Pretty much all but got rid of that. Sure, you know, I don't even do know if they have the stars in the streets
1: anymore. I was gonna ask, do you do you think they'll bring it back now that things have lacked? I hope so, because it
0: was really cool. Because it was one of those things where we'd all like you know get bundled up because it's fucking super cold, right? And we would you know walk down there and just wait on him to come, and you would see it. It would look like a sleigh. Yeah, you know, and it was fucking cool.
1: It mm. was super super cool. Very cool. And that's different too because we didn't have a neighborhood thing like that. Oh, okay. Okay. We'd have to go somewhere. Right. You know, but that's, for your neighborhood to do that was pretty neat. It's pretty cool.
0: It was, it was really fun. It was co- fun for the kids. Cause I mean, I was a fucking adult, you know, when that was going on, but it was cool to take the kids down there and let them, sure. you know, partake in that. Oh, that sounds awesome. What about, um, music?
1: Do I have any, you know, go-tos? Yeah. Not really. There's some, I mean, me, when it comes to Christmas music, I think most Christmas music is stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like it. Right. But when I do listen to it, it's got to be your, you know, Sinatra, Martin. Okay. Okay. The classics. The classic stuff. Because anything 60s on up just has a weird sound to it to me, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't really care for, you know, Feliz Navidad, all that stuff. I'm just not a fan. Um, But to me, there's something about the really old classic stuff Mm -hmm. by by Dean, you know, all that that just feels very authentic, very classically Christmas. Yeah. And nowadays with Spotify and everything, you can put on the Charlie Brown Christmas music. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, other than that, though, as far as modern, um, I really like Midnight Syndicate's Yeah, Haunted Christmas or a, a Ghostly Gathering, I think it was called. Their Christmas music is super cool. Um, and being a metalhead, probably one of my all-time favorite albums is Twisted Sisters, Twisted Christmas. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. Yeah. Uh, how you can make Oh Come All Ye Faithful, uh, We're Not Gonna Take It, brilliant. Yep. so good so yeah i listened to that Listen to a lot of rob halford's christmas albums you know he's those are pretty fun yeah but the one we talked about a few nights ago that i just started listening to a few years ago is christopher lee's <laughs> christmas albums holy <laughs> shit dracula singing christmas songs mm-hmm. to you with a metal background <laughs> yeah it's absurd and i love every minute of it it's so fucking fun yep but yeah no i'm i'm not a Big fan of Christmas music. Um, it's gotta be old for some yeah. reason. You know? Uh Rankin' Bass era. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, or like like uh what do you call it? White Christmas, the movie. Yeah, great. Stuff like that. That's a great soundtrack. Um, but yeah, there's something about modern Christmas music, and by modern I do mean like sixties on up mm-hmm. that doesn't feel very authentic to me. Yeah. It feels phoned in. I don't know why. And you know, of course. You can only hear the damn Mariah Carey song so many times. No, we don't, don't want like, to talk. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> she's like, "It's god awful." That's why I
0: always love that. <clears throat>
1: I do love the memes. Yep, that she's thawing out. That she's thawing out. Yeah. Or when Christmas is over, she goes back into the ocean like Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. The, the memes are pitch perfect. Yeah. I do love that. As far as music, I, I don't really have a whole lot. Yeah, I can go to. There's some fun Elvis Christmas stuff. Those are fun.
0: Yeah, I think I'm right there with you, pretty much on all of that. It's got to
1: be more classical.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, because that's what feels like Christmas. Yeah. You know, having having those songs on. So you're
1: not dancing around the house to Wham. No. Last Christmas. No, no.
0: <laughs> if Wham's on, I'm hanging out in a public bathroom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Beatles guy. I'm a Paul McCartney guy. Simply having a wonderful Christmas. Cannot I cannot
0: fucking stand it. Hate
1: it. It yeah. is, without question, one of my least favorite Paul McCartney songs. It's a big piece of garbage. It is. <laughs> I can't fucking stand and what, it. what's funny is I love Paul McCartney. Yeah. I love synth. Mm-hmm. Too much of both. Yeah. It's 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 an obnoxious song <laughs> I to I can't me. stand it. So And the sad thing is I know we're probably shitting on a lot of people's favorites. but Well, that, this so. is our show, not theirs. <laughs> well, yeah, we decided Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> exactly. What we say goes. That's right. That's right. And if you're still listening to us after Brad's... Harrowing tales. <laughs> Good on you. You're at least tougher than most, I would say. I almost unplugged the earphones and stormed the fuck out of here. That creepy bastard.
0: Oh man, no, you know, Christmas is awesome. I mean, here we are right now. It's Christmas, yep, yep. December 25th. I mean first
1: you know, Christmas podcast.
0: You're home with your family celebrating, you know, mm-hmm. and uh and Merry Christmas to all of the Marsiglius. Merry Christmas to the Bruces. Yeah, it, it's I love it. Yeah. You know, it's fucking awesome.
1: And if you're, hopefully you're not working or anything right now, yeah. but, but if you are, hopefully, you know, you got some laughs out of us. Uh, when you do get back to work. Right. Whenever that is, you know, hopefully this, this one eases you back into the, uh, into the grind mm-hmm. as the holidays. I will are. say one thing that happened. Okay. You know, cause
0: like every year you do a big Christmas dinner. Yeah. I usually don't attend those things. Mm-hmm. We had a knock at the door. Okay. It was my grandfather. My grandfather has been estranged for a long time from all of our lives. I couldn't fucking believe it. And he wants to make amends with everyone. It's Christmas, like you said. Everyone's got to be filled with Christmas spirit. He pulls out a gun.
1: Very much a horror film. Right down to his Bob Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> Wait, listen. I'm the <laughs> well, we said Jacob Marley, right?
0: Yes.
1: Bob Marley. It's, yeah, man. He goes, you're going to have to learn the respect Christmas, man. We'll cut that out. If you want to. Uh, I do, man. I do. Bob Marley telling you to lighten up, brother. Oh, shit. We, okay. Yeah, the, the, the makeup for the his Jacob Marley, mm-hmm. which was played by Bob Marley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Okay, we got it all. Okay, okay. okay.
1: I just want to move on now.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I think we should just go to another movie.
0: No, we got to get this out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. ready? Hold on. Ugh. That was fucking hilarious. You're gonna have to find a way to shoehorn that into an episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we will. Um, another one that's fun for me. It's an older one again, '72. '72. Um, okay. Yeah, is Silent Night, Bloody Night.
1: That's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. That's with uh, Eileen Warnos, I believe. Isn't she in it? Wait, wait Eileen Warnos is a serial killer. <laughs> I think D- it's <laughs> Didn't it have Bob Marley?
0: <laughs>
1: Silent Night, the Bloody Night, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Mary warnoff Okay, I fucking love Had you. the last name. Had the last I name. I love you.
0: you. and subscribe